We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, welcome back. It's another Panther Rants podcast. I'm Watt Harris, or Watt Harris, how you pronounce it. Uh, come back to you live from working from home today. As Sunday I uh, fly out to Atlanta for work training, so I'll be there all week. Probably probably there from about, I'm guessing 8 to 4, probably 8 to 4, 30, 9 to 5 every day. They did, I guess one person did tell me that the classes usually end, you know, the classes are usually are done by Thursday and then you have your whole Friday to do whatever. So, wish I know now because I'll fly back till Friday night and I would love to have flown back. Possibly Thursday night, and got home to my kids Friday, or uh, fly out Friday morning. Some there when they're home, but uh, you know, the College Football Hall of Fame is there. So what I may do is uh, use my Friday to go there and check it out. There's a whole bunch of other stuff I love to check out, but I just can't. Uh, it turns out that the tour, some of the tours on some of these take hours. I just want to go. To like a museum and just look at look at shit, look at stuff, take a pictures and be happy about it. So my goal Friday is to um, check out the College Football Hall of Fame. Pitt wrapped up. Uh, Pitt football actually just had a sign day yesterday, and they wrapped up their recruiting class. About twenty two players, and they range from all kind of places. I mean, you got. We had five local kids, which isn't bad. You know, pretty much, uh, you know, whippy old kids. Pretty much they all were, which, you know, you can't have your class full of whippy old kids because not every whippy old kid is greatest. I mean, but they got guys from all over the place. I mean, Pennsylvania, five, Florida, they got at least, you know, four from Florida. You know, of course, you know, Maryland, D.C. is represented. I mean, they got some Ohio, Virginia, Texas. I mean, they got guys from all over the place. I mean, they're expanding their footprint, which is good. I mean, they're you can see Randy, you know, Randy Bates in his short time. His recruiting paid off as they landed a, a Houston kid who's supposedly really good. Of course, uh, of course, with Eric, Eric Hallett. I mean, he's a, he was once a... Committed to Washington State, I believe, and he just uh, decommitted and ended up at uh, Pitt, which you know, works out. Obviously, you know, my favorite my favorite signings were Jay Cradle and Blake Zubovic. The reason why is they're, they're highly regard, regard local kids, both linemen. 
And Pitt a lot of times has hard – these type of kids, Pitt has a hard time usually landing. They always go to Penn State. But they did well there. They landed two kids from TJ. So it looks like the relationship between Pitt and TJ has been repaired. They got they, – you know, they landed someone from uh, – they landed Justin Tallender from – you know, Tallender from DeMatha Catholic, which is a great school. I mean, great, great, great place to land, land players from. They have probably a whole bunch of JUCOs. They also got a, um, a graduate transfer from Kent State that, that's uh, coming in as well. His name is Stefano Millen. I guess that's how you pronounce it. So he's a mean, I mean, so they got me help at offensive line, which is good because they're going to need it. Uh, let's see, look at the class. It looks like they've focused a lot on defense because most of the class is defensive players. They did bring in two quarterbacks. One's a, one's a, tra- you know, a JUCO transfer, Ricky Towns. And the other one is Nick Patty. Nick Patty obviously is a Jersey kid, just like um, Kenny Pickett. So you know, obviously Pitney's depth of quarterback. They got that. You know, they're getting they're getting some depth on the offensive line, defensive line that was huge. I mean, they landed some pretty. Uh, they stacked up on the D line. I mean, obviously they got Devin Danielson, Tyler Bentley, two defensive tackles. And they brought a whole bunch of defensive ends. I mean, you got Noah Palmer, John Morgan, uh, for a kid by the name of Bottonato. I'm not going to pronounce his name because I'll just really screw that up. You know, we're, you know, they brought in two receivers. You know, Shockey Jockey is going to probably be a um, <laughs> a household name, I guess you can say. You know, depending on that goes. And of course, you know, they landed uh, Mikhail Saludin. You know, he's a uh, D.C. kid, and he was highly regarded as well. I mean, because obviously he needs an all-purpose back, so which is, you know, type of back pit kind of needs. So, I mean, there's, you know, three cornerbacks as well. I mean, it's a pretty decent class. I mean, it's more defense-heavy, but there's some other uh, some good stuff there. I mean, rankings-wise, Pitt's probably it, – it varies. Pitt's class is in the 35 to 50 range. Which is pretty much where they're going to be, you know. I'm not sure for this year, maybe next year. I mean, this year obviously is a big year for them. I mean, they got a lot, of, not so much a lot of writing, but after when you go five and seven and you end the, your season the way it did against uh, Miami, people are going to start looking at you, especially with uh, you know with the way Kenny Pickett played as well. You know, people will start looking. And wondering, you know, what's what are you guys gonna do next year? True. And um, it reminds me of what happened with uh, you know the 2007 season where Pitt, you know, finished at 13 and nine. You know, they finished at five and seven, but they uh, closed out their season being West Virginia, 13 and nine, and you know West Virginia had a lot riding on that game, obviously an appearance in the BCS National Championship game, and we saw what happened. After it happened, Pitt nabbed a bunch of recruits. And, of course, they also <clears throat> had a lot riding in the next season as well because you had McCoy coming back, and then you had Bill Stahl healthy. So there was a lot riding on that season. Pitt finished with nine wins that year, and they... Didn't win the Big East, which was unfortunate. And, um, of course, 
the season ended with uh, with a three uh, nothing loss to Oregon State, which is you know that was probably one of the more shitter innings to a season I've ever. I mean, that was pretty much the Dave once that um, Aaron in a nutshell. In fact, it's just pit football in that show. There's always those what the type moments, and that was you know that, you know that three nothing was one of them, and that wasn't really that nothing to laugh at. I mean, for you know, Pitt's defense played a hell of a game, but it just the offense played like hell. And um, looking at that season, I mean. Pitt started out that year, if you remember, they lost a – I mean, all the momentum, they lost a Bowling Green or opener, and everybody was picking us to lose that game, I remember. And we went – you know, we held up around the bargain. We lost. Pitt recovered, rolled off a bunch of wins, and then they played Rutgers, and we are hoping to break that losing streak against Rutgers, and then Mike Till blows us up for over 50 points. Pitt actually kept up with them. It's just that uh, Stahl got hurt really – I mean, we thought initially it was really bad, but – yeah, that was the end of that. And we were without stall for a few games. You know, we pulled off a big win against Notre Dame with Pat Bust against the quarterback. And eventually, you know, we got stalled back, and then we got to Cincinnati, where, where all we had to do was win that game and go. We're, we're, we're at the Orange Bowl, and, well, we all knew what happened there. We blew that game, too. So Pitt finished nine three, and we had hopes for a ten, you know, ten three season. But lo and behold, didn't work out that way. So Pitt finished nine and four. Next year we finished ten three, but of course fell apart against Cincinnati. What would determine the uh, championship game? So, anyways, as far as this class goes, it's. Like I said, 35-50 range, and, you know, I'm not sure. Rings aren't everything, as we all know. So, that's all I can say. I'll just stop babbling because I'm losing my thought. Anyways, Pitt Basketball uh, took their act to uh, Clemson last night and lost by um, 24 points. They were down ten to half, and then of course they lost. They got they got pretty much killed in the second half. And as far as looking for any type of wrinkles, I mean, the only uh, this is the weirdest thing about Pip, Pip basketball is they seem to get at least one decent game from one player, but their players just don't help out either. They don't help much. I mean, look I mean, look at these stats from last. I mean, Terrell Brown had 19 points. He was obviously the bright spot for Pitt. The next guy, the second leading scorer, is Parker Stewart with eight points. Marcus Carr played 27 minutes, so only scored three points. Jerry Wilson only six points. Sham Stevenson, three points. Cam Davis, five points. These guys are logging big minutes, and they can't, they can't freaking score for shit. I mean, Kenei Chukawa had only six rebounds. I mean, that was that was his stat. But Terrell Brown had nineteen had a nineteen eight game. Even if we had um, Ryan Luther, this 
seems it would be shit anyway. But that's the thing about this team is in all these games you have one guy who's like double figures and the rest of these guys, they don't do dick. And um, that's just the story of it. I mean, playing a 2-3 zone, you can't do too much, and you can't really do too much with these players anyway. You know, they're all they're all young players. They're freshmen. You can't – there's not much you can do with them. I mean, obviously, the staff just doesn't have much to work with right now with these kids. I mean, they're just trying to develop them. But looking at that, you wonder how that's going to play out because – Pissed out eight and seventeen, and it looks like it looks like they're about to lose every conference game. I mean, and I'm all for Stallings getting another year, but part of me thinks that Heather like may give him the boot because it's going to be a popular thing to do at this point because people are going to want him gone, and of course you'll want your approval rating with the alumni and fans to go south. When uh, you stick with this, but uh, obviously, you know, from what I've read, Kevin Stoings does want to be here, and he wants to see this through. But you know, that's really in this type of thing. What's going on right now with this season? I don't think he's he's allowed to determine that. You know, there's people that uh, disagree with me on my Stallings takes, and there was you know one person who particularly. Said I, I subscribed to your, I subscribed to your recordings, but I disagree with your things on Stallings, and that's fine. I can, you know, we're allowed to disagree on, on stuff, just as long as we respect each other's opinions. I mean, I'm not going to call you an idiot because you don't agree with my opinion. I'm not going to block you. I don't think I've really, ever, I don't think I've ever blocked anybody. I don't, I don't think I've ever blocked a Pitt fan ever. I mean, if we disagree, we disagree. I mean, that's just how it is, you know, you know. When it's all said and done, we go we go to the bar and we have a drink and have a beer and talk about other other crap. So that's just how I you know see that see it, how that goes. So yeah, like I said, I'm not gonna call you an idiot. I'm not. I mean, I'll get paid. Good lord, I'll get paid to do this podcast or any of my opinions. I get paid for. But we've all seen on Twitter that if um even there's guys that even get paid for their opinions and for their columns and their writings and that. A lot of times they're, they're wrong as well. There's some that actually admit that they're wrong and they'll own up to it, but there's some that get in their, in their own feelings and they just block you. But, you know, from the AD, probably, you're probably trying to figure out, and this is a big equation. Right now, it's, I mean, if you look on the surface, it's just bad, really bad. You'd like to, you know, obviously you want to give him another year because of what he's dealing with, but attendance is going down. I'm, I'm sure by senior day it's going to be pretty bad. I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's, I'm a, it's just a lot to talk about, and it's just, it's a loss for words. And it's, you turn every game, and it's, they're, they're losing, so it's. Never a fun thing, of course. Or my, I mean, this is about as bad as I remember the, the the Willard years, and I mean, at least Willard brought in quality players that just uh, coaching them and keeping them disciplined and stealing hotel telephones is, is another is another one. 
I remember when uh, Ben Helm was brought in, it wasn't a very popular hire. And if I remember correctly, before Pitt's run t- that year, the t- not the 2000-2001 season, but the 2001-2002, um, up to that point, Mark Madden actually refused to talk Pitt basketball because he hated the hire of Ben Helm. He thought he was a stupid hire. And pit basketball wasn't going to be any better. And I remember by the middle of that year, I remember man was talking about pit basketball like they were an awesome story. And of course, they made that run to the they made that run to the Sweet Sixteen, and they should have gotten farther than what they did. <clears throat> you know, I think that's around when Julius Page started having his ankle problems as well, which sucked because. He was such a dynamic player and a really good player. I mean, at one point, I thought Brand, I thought Page was better than Knight. I thought he was a better scorer. Obviously, athletically, he was a lot more athletic. I just thought at one point he was a better player than Knight. But he uh, had ankle problems, I believe. Not, not that year, but the next year. That's when they started to linger. And he really wasn't the same player as he was. I mean, he was good. It's just he wasn't that explosive player as we remember So, anyways, about the about the about the team itself. I mean, there's not much to talk about. I mean, it's just it's garbage right now. And we got you know they got Louisville on you know on Sunday coming up, which uh, doesn't build up for them. They got, they got they got two home games: Louisville and Boston College. Boston College is on a Tuesday, and who knows what happens there? I mean, I don't see them having any chance of winning the rest of the year. Boston College and Wake, they may have a chance, but that's really about it. I mean, BC and Wake are probably their probably their national championship games. But our luck is that the the administration will probably start drafting up the uh, termination papers, and next thing you know, they'll go on some sort of big ACC tournament run. We'll be st- we'll be stuck with them. Or he'll go somewhere out. He'll go somewhere else next year and get to the tournament or something like that. And that's just you know, our luck. But the perfect, you know, the rumor is that uh, Heather Like may leave Pitt for Michigan State for the AD job there, which I don't know why she'd go because it's a that's a mess right now. So the perfect storm for Kevin Stongs would be if Heather Like would leave because then he buys himself another year of uh, uh, security because. He has to prove himself to the to next AD all over again. The AD might want to see what he's got going, and he or she has going. I'm sorry, with Kevin Stallings, and that's you know make the decision from there. So that pretty much would be the perfect storm. But of course, I think what would, ha- would have to happen is the AD change would have to happen after the basketball season ends because if the AD change would happen now, yeah, he'd probably be gone. So. There's a lot, <clears throat> a lot to think about, obviously. So, other than that, not much else going on. I mean, obviously the Eagles are celebrating their Super Bowl victory. You know, there's a few things I've heard to talk about. I mean, one thing was that Gronk, Brock Gronkowski was thinking about um, mulling his options as far as football goes, which I don't blame him. I mean, he took, he, I mean Sunday he looked like a robot out there. I don't know what it was, just his body language. Like, he, like, just didn't want to, you know, he couldn't wait to, to get off the field, which I don't blame him. 
And you know, obviously, he's got some other things he can do. Like he could do wrestling. He could do wrestling if he wanted to, because he, he has the personality. He could do a whole bunch of stuff. <clears throat> so that's one tidbit I forgot to talk about. On you know, as far as that game goes. But anyways, I've hit the twenty minute mark. Well, I'm about to hit the twenty minute mark. It's Friday. Enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend. I'll probably uh, I'll probably still podcast during the week. I'll probably be from my hotel room. Obviously, I'll be doing all this. But um, hey, hell to pit. Have a weekend, guys.